You're listening to The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Proposal. She told reporters it would make it nearly impossible to continue to reduce the grocery tax. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. I'm Don Hartley. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama Sports, and Sports Director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama Sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Gary Harris Show for this. Thursday, February 15, 2024, here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. I'm your host, Gary Harris. Justin Jones right there on the other side of the glass, taking your phone calls on the First Domain Condos hotline in hour number one, the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline in hour number two, and uh, we are ready to go. That phone number is 205-342-9904. And I may still cough a little bit, but I can tell you I'm feeling a lot better. So I did go see my outstanding doctor, Dr. Craig Bittner, yesterday uh, after the show and uh, was able to get some treatment and already feeling a lot better because it's been, as you know, if you listen, it's been a rough go, but uh, feeling a lot better this morning, not coughing nearly as much and feel like I'm on the road uh, to recovery after having the flu. And then dealing with that um, post-viral cough, which has been more frustrating, actually, than being sick with the flu. Don't get me wrong. You know, you know, if you had the flu, flu is no picnic. But getting over that and then but getting back from, from that and dealing with this cough and talking as much as I do, it's been, uh, it's been a challenge. But feeling a lot better this morning and uh, not going to be coughing nearly as, as often on the air. And that's a good thing because we got a jam-packed show that I'm going to tell you all about in just a moment. First, though. I need to tell you, this hour of the Gary Harris Show brought to you, as always, by Alabama Credit Union. Member-owned and not-for-profit, it's just a better way of banking. And Alabama Credit Union invites you to carry your Roll Tide Pride, the official credit card of the Alabama Alumni Association, available now. Roll Tide at Alabama Credit Union. You can apply at alabamacu.com. That's alabamacu.com. Or, of course, you can get by and see them at nearly uh, at one of their nearly 40 locations around the state of Alabama, including the home office right here in Tuscaloosa. Alabama Credit Union loans for real life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership. <coughs> and then join today and feel good about your money. And put a little extra change in your pocket. Or like I told you, we are loaded today at 930 Alabama baseball coach Rob Vaughn will be here. The Crimson Tide, of course, opening the season this weekend at home for a three-game set. And fans are are anxious to see this team. The Tide will be taking on Manhattan College Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Friday first pitch is 4 o'clock. The Saturday first pitch is at 2 following the basketball game. And then the Sunday first pitch is at 1 o'clock. None of the games are on over-the-air television, but you can hear them here on our Town Square family of stations. I don't know with basketball going on Saturday and exactly. uh, Justin, see if you can find out the broadcast schedule for baseball this weekend here on Tide. And uh, we'll get back to you on that. But you can also, if you have the uh, ESPN Plus package, 
Watch it on the SEC Network Plus, which, of course, is streaming. But we're going to break it all down with <coughs> Coach Rob Vaughn at 9.30 this morning. So we're looking forward to that. Then at 10 o'clock, the head coach of the Alabama women's basketball team, Christy Curry, will be in to preview and promote this huge game Sunday. Alabama women's basketball taking on the Auburn Tigers. Now, Coach Curry has had Auburn's number in recent years. I mean, she has owned them. But Auburn did get a little payback against Alabama (coughs) earlier this year down at Neville Arena. Auburn won that game 78-65. And in that game, the crowd was a major factor. They packed it out down at Auburn. And I know Christy Curry is wanting that same type of treatment for the visiting Auburn Tigers this Sunday at 2 o'clock. And we'll visit with Coach Curry about that. And then at 10.30, my pal, longtime ABC 3340 sports anchor and host of The Zone, Jeff Spiegel, will be with us. So good show on tap. If you want to join the program, as I said, 205 342-9904 is the number on the first and main condominiums hotline. All right, Justin, let's go ahead and start them off with some Thursday morning headlines here on the program. Well, Alabama head football coach Kalen DeBoer announced Wednesday that he's retained and promoted both Freddie Roach and Robert Gillespie for his Crimson Tide football coaching staff. These are the only official announcements so far regarding coaches at Alabama, of course, other than Coach DeBoer. Roach, who begins his fifth season at his alma mater, adds associate head coach to his duties coaching the defensive line. Roach has sent four of his Alabama defensive linemen <coughs> to the NFL. Would Justin O'Boy be expected to be added to that list this season? Gillespie starts his fourth year in Tuscaloosa coaching the running backs and will serve as the Tide's assistant head coach. He's tutored three NFL running backs at UA, including first-rounders Jameer Gibbs and Najee Harris, along with Washington commander starting running back Brian Robinson Jr. James McClellan is also expected to be drafted by the NFL in April. Well, Alabama basketball lost a lot from last season. In fact, think about it. Brandon Miller, Noah Clowney, NBA first-rounders, Charles Bediaco, NBA second-rounder, Javon Quinterly and Amari Burnett transferring to Memphis and Michigan, respectively. All those players were major contributors. In fact, four of them were starters. Okay? Uh, The only one that wasn't a starter was Burnett. And here Alabama is basically rolling over the roster, and the Crimson Tide now in solo first place in the SEC standings at 9-2. and I'll be honest with you, I said this before the season, I thought they'd be pretty good. I did not think they'd be leading the SEC 11 games in. <clears throat> but you know who's not surprised by it? Head coach Nate Oates. Speaking to the media at the Birmingham Tip-Off Club this week, Coach Oates said, quote, I was hoping we would have gotten a few more quality wins in the non-conference. I think that we're coming around. Our defense isn't where it needs to be. Offensively, we're probably as good or a little better than I thought we were going to be. Defensively, we got to get better. But I expected to be competing for a championship, which we are competing for a championship with seven games left. So, yeah, in that regard, it's where I expected it to be. Wow. The reason Alabama's now in first place by themselves is last night, and this really isn't a surprise. I mean, it's not a surprise at all, the outcome. 
maybe the way it finished out might be a little bit of a surprise. Auburn took care of South Carolina 101-61 to 61 last night down at Neville Arena. So what does that mean? Well, South Carolina takes their third loss. So South Carolina, Auburn, and Tennessee all have three losses. Alabama just has two. <clears throat> so if the Tide wins Saturday morning when they play A&M at 11 a.m., and by Saturday afternoon at probably around 1.15, they win that game, they're going to be in first place still by themselves because they've got two losses. So Alabama controls its own destiny. But obviously Auburn, Tennessee, they're, they're going to be major factors as well. I like South Carolina. I don't think they're going to wind up fa- – <coughs> I don't think they're going to wind up factoring in in this SEC championship. I think it's a three-team race. Uh, you know, now Kentucky, Kentucky still make a push, yeah, because they still play. In fact, they play at Auburn Saturday, but they also play Alabama. Uh, they get another game against Tennessee, but I think it's going to come down to Alabama, Auburn, and Tennessee, and Alabama right now has the lead. Also, last night, Tennessee won big at Arkansas. No surprise there. Uh, other sports notes, Lauren Johnson, uh, we talked with Murphy about this yesterday, Patrick Murphy. She's the SEC softball freshman of the week after batting 545 with four runs scored, two RBI, and three stolen bases on her way to earning that SEC freshman of the week honor. And Alabama begins home play tomorrow in the Eastern Bama Bash. Four teams, three days. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Rhodes House and uh, Alabama softball 5-0 after winning all their games in the Buzz Classic over in Atlanta. Now get to come home and uh, let me see. Let me pull up the exact times for you here on these these games because I know it's going to be packed out. What a weekend, too, with both basketball teams at home softball and baseball it's the full you know it's the full deal all right alabama plays st thomas tomorrow at 4 p.m okay okay you can hear all these games too on 97.5 our sister station all of them with uh tom canterbury and gray robertson alabama st thomas 97.5 tomorrow at Four o'clock. I'm getting used to the new RollTide.com schedule. Have you seen it? They've changed their their template, and it's nicer. But I'm having to get used to it. Uh, Friday at uh, six thirty, Alabama follows up the game against St. Thomas by playing Virginia. So you get a Bama doubleheader tomorrow at four and six thirty. And then on, let's see here. Saturday, Alabama gets St. Thomas at 11 a.m., and they get Virginia at 1.30. Then on Sunday, Alabama plays Southern Indiana at 1 p.m. in that game. We had a uh, signing day yesterday at uh, Sipsy Valley. Three baseball or football players, I should say. Inking College Scholarships. William Espino, kicker, will kick at Andrew College, a community college in Cuthbert, Georgia. Linebacker John Welch and offensive lineman Blake Clements also signing college scholarships with Bethel University in McKenzie, Tennessee, an NAIA school. And 
Of course, uh, the Super Bowl parade was marred by tragedy on Wednesday in Kansas City. Um, A shooting at the end of the Super Bowl parade left 20-plus injured, one dead. I think three more are in serious or critical condition. It marred what was up to that point a fabulous celebration because hundreds of thousands of Chiefs fans flooded downtown Kansas City to celebrate the football team's third Super Bowl title in five seasons with that parade. Confetti cannons exploded from double-decker buses as players rolled through the crowd. DJs and drummers heralding their arrival. Throngs lined the route with fans climbing trees and street poles or standing on rooftops for a better view. Owner Clark Hunt was on one of those buses holding the Lombardi Trophy. But as I said, right at the end of that event, tragedy. Shooting, three people were in custody, one dead, many injured, Three, I think, are, as I said, um, in, in still in danger of losing their lives. And, uh, Justin, I don't really know what to say. It's just, uh, it's awful. Thankfully, more people weren't hurt. Thankfully, three suspects were apprehended. Thankfully, none of the players, coaches, or their families, or, or anybody else. I mean, certainly the one, the one victim, uh, deceased victim, has been identified as a radio person there in Kansas City. So it's terrible. And um, I think sports fans and people all over the country, you know, send their prayers and condolences to those people affected there in Kansas City. All right, it's 915. We'll get to the break. We're going to come back and take a phone call from Corey over in Alabaster. And as I said, 930 Rob Vaughn, Alabama baseball coach. This is the Gary Harris Show. We'll be right back. This season of Alabama football on Tide 100.9 brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Just a few minutes away where you can be a winner, too. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Thursday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, we'll be joined by Alabama gymnast Makari Doggett. We are capable of so much, and you've seen a lot, but you haven't even seen um, anything that we're capable of. We we still have room to grow, and we still have room to put everything together and just um, be that unified front that just comes in and just, you know, we always say shut it down. <laughs> that was me- Amelia's little thing. She's like, shut it down. And we're like so close to doing that. Um, but we're just, um, letting it, letting it go and just seeing, um, not putting so much pressure on the outcome, but just doing us and just doing what we know how to do and silencing the outside distractions and all of that stuff. And, um, have a good feeling coming up, but, (laughs) um, I just know that we all want it so bad and, um, and we're doing everything in our power to be able to do that. I'll have more in a moment. CBNS Bank has a long history of stability and a legacy of serving our community's needs for generations. You could say we know a thing or two about tradition. We've been family, community, and financially strong since we began in 1906. Being a team player is part of our culture. That's why at CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit CBSBank.com today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. 
Join us Thursday for Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR. Streaming live on all CTSN social media. Call, you'll actually talk to me. 205-800-8000. I've got this. No representations made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another very nice day today with a sunny sky, Tuscaloosa's high 67. Tonight fair with a low at 46. Tomorrow partially sunny during the day, then a chance of some light rain tomorrow night. A high tomorrow afternoon at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You see him on WVUA 23 covering sports and on Tider Insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of The Gary Harris Show. Weekdays from 9 to 11 on Tide 920, welcome back in to the Gary Harris Show. We're going to jump out on the uh, First Domain Condominiums hotline at 205-342-9904. Welcome in our pal, Corey, uh, as good a softball fan as there is. And did you get to hear Murphy earlier this week? I, I did, and I really enjoyed it. Um, he gave some good information, and uh, I, um, I think he's real excited about this uh, tournament starting tomorrow. And... Uh, Looking to, I'm looking forward to seeing how we grow um, going into this tournament. I am too, Corey. I really am. And, of course, my expectation is that <clears throat> they're going to go 5-0 and like they did last week. But, you know, you got to go out and you got to earn it. But, yeah, I'm like you. I was very, very impressed with what I saw last week. In the circle, obviously, you know you're, you, you know what you've got in this – you know, the pitchers that were returning. And I think we all felt good about Kayla Beaver. But still, you know, she had to do it at this level. And she goes out in her first game and gets a no-hitter and really was dominant the entire weekend. So, And we talked about the, the added power in the lineup, the gappers. Uh, the defense was phenomenal, uh, very athletic. Coach Murphy said, <clears throat> you know, he thinks this is the most athletic team he's had. You know, it just looks like a well-rounded team, man, a team that's going to, you know, they may surprise some people. I don't think right now um, they're a favorite to win the SEC, but they may have uh, they may have something for some of these people. Corey, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, schedule's still difficult, but I think it's not a – it's some of the games you may thought, well, I don't want to say for sure lose, but maybe – they could they could get some of the games they weren't maybe not supposed to get. Yeah, that's then, the idea. <clears throat> that's that's what you're hoping for, no doubt. But you know, one thing about this team, I, I think they're going to have enough offense that the games. First of all, you want to win the games that you really feel like you're supposed to win, that you're better than those teams. And I I think with their offense, uh, they're going to win. You know, most of those games, and then when you play the really really strong teams, um, you hope that you raise your game up a little bit and all the things that we saw this past weekend, the defense, the timely hitting, uh, obviously the good pitching, they'll give you a chance in those games. And if you give yourself an opportunity in those games, you, you know, you're going to win some of them. Well, that's, that's key because you don't have to win every single no, you don't. game. Because 
if you schedule a good enough schedule to where you don't you don't have to win them all, you can get a high seed like you did last year. That's right. That's right. No, I'm excited too. And you know, but like you, I want to see this weekend uh, here at the Rhodes House. See how this team takes care of its business. But if they start ten and zero, you know that's going to be uh, that's going to be exciting. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the next toughest game if I, will probably be Arizona. Oh yeah, um, next week. Really I think tough. That's game. Next, I, I think on. that's next week. I know they got UNA. Let's see, coming out of this tournament, they've got. Let me pull it up here, Corey. They got UNA on Wednesday. Then they've got UAB on Friday in the Green and Gold Classic. So it's not yet. Now, Arizona's not coming up yet. they got UNA as the midweek game. Then they go just over to Birmingham to play in the Green and Gold Classic with UAB, Western Carolina, Bradley, and UNA. And then uh, they get Jacksonville State in their midweek game. And then they go to uh, the T-Mobile Crimson Classic over here in Tuscaloosa with Northern Iowa, South Alabama, and Arizona in that tournament. Uh, so that that's going to be uh, a while out. But, boy, it's a good-looking schedule. It's a really good-looking schedule. Yeah, the, South Alabama's no pushover either. No, they not have at that all. Ace, that, they have that ace pitcher who's really good. So um, the Crimson Classic, you, you don't really even think we would, we would go undefeated. And have, that's that's going to be a tough tournament right there. Oh yeah, the twenty the the, the T Mobile Crimson Classic is gonna be really tough. You're right, because first of all, you know, Northern Iowa, that's that's Murphy School. That's a, they got a good team. South Alabama's got a good team, and we know Arizona has been one of the premier teams, uh premier programs in the country. So yeah, and then you then you get into SEC play. So I like the schedule. I set some I set some up well. And you know, they've got those two games against Florida. Um and then or the, the, three, the three games against Florida at home to open SEC play, and then they travel to Florida State for a midweek game. How about that? Well, that, that stretch right there, we have uh, Florida at home, Florida State midweek, and at Georgia. That's going to tell you everything you need to know right there of how tough you are because I know you have the rest of the SEC, SEC but that's going to tell you if Alabama's ready to step up into the into the into the Big league. I agree with you, buddy. That's a, but I, <coughs> excuse me, I think they are. I mean, again, I, <coughs> I can get carried away a little bit sometimes, but I was really impressed with what I saw in that Buzz Classic. I mean, I, I just really thought that Alabama team showed that they've got all of the pieces to be really good. I mean, like I said, all three phases: offense, defensively, and pitching. They were. Uh, they were good to go, man. So excited about it. All right, Corey, uh, great call. Uh, close us out here in the next minute or so. I got to hit the break. What do you What do you want to close yeah. us out with? Yeah, I think Alabama, well, two things. One, I think Alabama does get the win against uh, A&M. And I think Alabama does go 5-0. and But looking to see some other players get some playing time. I think Alex Archer had a wrist injury. So see if she can get some innings. And then uh, Kristen White, see if she gets back in the line because she, she had – off-season surgery, so see if she gets on the, see if she gets on the lineup and uh, just tinker around with this lineup and uh, see how the weekend goes. Because we need to score some more runs too. Because that's something we've been lacking. So if we can get some more runs, I'll be pleased. Sounds like a plan, Corey. Thank you, my friend. 
Good talk to you, Gary. Roll Tide. All right, 927 here on the Gary Harris Show. And uh, when we come back, Excited to bring in the head baseball coach of the Crimson Tide, Rob Vaughn. Or text DEAL to 511-511. Text DEAL to 511-511. All pets are unique. Your pets' results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. As much as industry has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 Special. Five quarts of Castrol Edge or Edge high mileage full synthetic and an oil filter for $36.99 only at AutoZone. Claim based on sequence 3H test versus API SP test limits. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. Gary Harris, Justin Jones here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. And Justin, I think my voice sounds a little stronger today, don't you? Definitely does. It so definitely we're does. coming around, getting ready for baseball. We've been talking a lot of baseball, tired of talking about it. Uh, we're going to do it one more time today with Coach Rob Vaughn. But then tomorrow, we got baseball at Bama. 4 p.m., season opener against Manhattan College at the Joe. Saturday at 2 p.m., and then Sunday at 4. So three games in three days to get it started. And as I said, excited to be joined by the uh, head coach of the Crimson Tide, Rob Vaughn. Good morning, Coach. Well, we lost. Looks, yeah, it looks like our phones dropped. Give me just a okay, second. Okay, yeah, calling right back. That's not the way we wanted to start this interview, but we'll <coughs> the dreaded phone gremlin strike. So we'll get Coach right back on here, and uh, there he is. I see Justin pulling him up right now. It happens. I hope we had him on. There he is. I. All right, we're going to try. <laughs> Had that great lead in ready to go with Coach Vaughn and then the phone gremlin strike us, but we got him now on the First of Maine Condos hotline. Good morning, Coach. How are you? I'm great. A little adversity to start the day. It's a good way to go. I like it. Yeah, you know, because you're going to be facing it on the diamond. You faced it here on the show. Hey, I, I, as I said, I've been talking a lot of baseball. Excited to talk about it. Excited to have you on today. But ready? I know everybody's ready to play, and, and including you, the staff, and, and the players. And you get that crack tomorrow night, uh, first to three, tomorrow afternoon, 4 p.m. at the Joe against Manhattan College. Um, I, I'm assuming everybody's just biting at the bit to get out there and play a game. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you get to this point of the year, you're as a coach, you're looking for a couple things. You're like, number one, we need to get our boys prepared. Like, I want to enter Friday feeling like they're prepared and ready to go. And the second piece of that is like, man, I want them healthy. You know, those yeah. are like oh, the yeah. two things you're balancing. And so, you know, I think I think we can check both those boxes right now, which is exactly where you want to be as you hit this stretch run. Is I think these guys have, have worked really hard. I think physically, mentally, I think they're very prepared to go out and go and. And uh, and we're real healthy right now. So I think it's been a great preseason, great fall. Um, like you said, I think we're chomping at the bit to play somebody else. I mean, we played a lot of scrimmages, a lot of that. It's going to be good to have a different color on the other side of you and and, and to, to kind of see what we got. So we'll see how it goes. It all starts at 4 tomorrow, but we're ready to go. What can you tell us about Manhattan College? Man, they're going to be tough. I know their head coach. Their head coach was at LaSalle, um, which is a small school up outside of Philly. Mm-hmm. They actually were – 
cutting their program, and he went out and had a big-time year. Just was at Penn State Abingdon last year, which is a small school, um, but did really good things there and then take, takes over them up in Manhattan. You don't go to school to Manhattan at that at that place and play at that field unless you've got some toughness and some grit to you. You know, they're, they played a city field. They haven't been outside. We talked to them the other day. They practiced last night. Um, they're going to practice again here today, but it's the first two days they've been outside. So wow. I can tell you two things. Number one, they're not going to be scared. Um, and number three, man, you're going to have a tough group of gritty kids. And so um, fortunately for us, I think we've got a lot of the same. I think we've got a lot of grit, a lot of toughness, and a lot of ability. So, um, so you know, it should be, should be a good matchup, and it's going to – test our grit and test our resolve, which is exactly what you want out of the gate. Well, you, as a reporter, you know you're going to get this question from me. Have you, uh, I assume you have your pitching rotation set, and can you share it with us? Yeah, and, you know, that's what we're working through a little bit. You know, I, I, I talked to JJ, and I've been talking about this a lot. You know, there's there's a lot of pieces. I know we're going to, you know, run Ben Hess out there on Friday, um, and we're going to run um, Riley Quick out on Saturday, and then I think we're kind of looking at Sunday what the best thing is. We've got a lot of guys that make sense for that. Um, you know, there's Aiden Moza, there's Alton Davis, mm-hmm. there's Hagen Banks, there's Greg Ferrone. Um, there's a lot of options kind of there. And I think we're trying to go through this and, and kind of see what the best matchup is. But I think the way we probably line up here from the rip is, is probably Hess, Quick, uh, Moza opening mm-hmm. weekend. And then, and then kind of see, just like I'm trying to find out, I told our hitters, man, like, I think there's 13 dudes that deserve to go out and play opening day. And I'm only going to write nine on the lineup card. It's kind of the same thing on the mound. It's, it's really for us not not about putting your your best pitcher on Friday, your second best Saturday, your third best on Sunday. It's about how do we go out and win games, and if wow. that means we've got to put Mose out in the bullpen, then we do it. If it means we've got to leave Mose there because he's been outstanding, we do it. So I think that's going to be the first few weeks for us is just figuring out as we lead into Tennessee in week five, figure out what the best lineup is and what that best rotation is. But that's how we're going to run out there opening day. Yeah, I love that approach. I mean, it's about trying to win the series, and you do whatever you got to do with your pitchers. Uh, each week could be different. You did mention Alton Davis possibly taking a look at him as a starter. Yeah, you know, we we built AD up as a starter. I mean, I think he's going to start the he, – he's so dang valuable in that bullpen, man. It's, it's, a, it's, it's hard to get the last three outs of the game, and that guy's done it, and he's done it in this league. And AD is the most – ultimate team dude ever sat in my office the other day as a coach. I don't care. I just, whatever we got to do for us to win as many games as possible is what I want to do. And so we built him up as a starter um, this spring so we could take a look at it. He threw the ball outstanding. I think he's probably going to start the year on the back end, but since we've got him built up, if you had some issues, if you have some struggles, if you have injuries, he's always the guy you can plug in there. And I think it also gave us a glimpse into next year for him, you know, in his draft year, his junior year, man, is this a guy we can potentially bump up to the front of the game? And I think he checked all the boxes telling us he has the ability to do that. So it was really good for us both in the short short term and long term to build him up right there. Uh, but I think he'll probably start the year kind of as that guy that goes and gets the last six to, six to nine outs at the end of the game and, and hopefully clinches some series for us. Alabama baseball coach Rob Vaughn with us previewing the series this weekend at the Joe against Manhattan College and the season. Uh, coming out of fall, we visited with you, and, and um, you know I talked to a number of the guys in the Grand Slammers, and everybody was just buzzing about the power uh, in your lineup, and we've seen it again in, in the spring. A lot of pop, and then talked to somebody yesterday. It was like, man, Gary, it looks like a, a, a football team running out there. I mean, these guys are, <laughs> these guys are big, strong, and ripped. 
script. Now, listen, when you start playing games for real, everything's different. I understand that. But your lineup appears, based on what we saw in the fall and in spring practice so far, to have some big sticks. And we know in this modern age of baseball, man, if you can't hit home runs, it's it's hard to win games. Um Go in depth a little bit on the lineup and 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 how it's going to look in this opening series and and guys that you're counting on to produce runs for you. No doubt, I think I think that's some of the biggest things we've talked about. You know, over the last few years, is the stuff on the mound has just picked up so much. I mean, when I was in high school and college, if you threw 90 miles an hour, you threw really that's hard. Right. And yeah. now, now every dude out of here, if you're not 95 to 97, you're you're a soft tosser. It seems like now, you know, and and so. I think with that, slugging the baseball becomes really important because it's going to be really hard when you're facing some of these elite arms to go get four hits in an inning. Like, you got to be able to slug a little bit. You got to be able to hit some doubles and homers. And the one thing I want with every one of my teams offensively is to be able to score in different ways. We have to be able to drive the baseball. And I think we have a lot of guys that are really going to do that. I mean, our leadoff hitter in Gage Miller has got some thunder all the way through the nine hole, and Bryce Eblen, who hit a homer in in the uh, in a fall game against Florida State, basically won the game for us. So there's thunder up and down that lineup, which is great. But we have to be able to score in different ways. We talk about lengthening and shorting, shortening the field a lot, you know. And I think you lengthen the field by hitting doubles and homers, and you shorten the field by being able to hit situationally, being able to get guys over, being able to get a run in from third with less than two outs being able to come up with a two-out hit, being able to do those little things that, man, it's not crazy. It's not anything nuts. Like a, a routine 6-3 that scores a run doesn't seem like a huge deal. But when you just keep tacking on runs every inning, you become a really hard team to beat. And I think this team has really, really bottled that up and embodied that, man. I think they can score in some different ways. Um, and they're going to be a fun team to watch, man. Like, I think we're going to strike people out on the mound, and I think we're going to hit a lot of homers and steal a lot of bases. And I think for from a fan perspective of kind of getting students and fans in the Joe and making it an intimidating place to play, this is going to be a fun team to watch. And, you know, I think it Gage Miller, it's kind of starts with him at the top. That guy, you throw the first pitch fastball over the heart of the plate, like there's a good chance that thing ends up off the scoreboard. Um, you know, you got TJ McCants, who's the perfect blend of speed and strength there in the two hole. Ian Petrut's ability to really impact the baseball, but also command the strike zone. Will Hodo, just a veteran hitter that's as professional as it gets. Our captain, Evan Slight, kind of cut from the same cloth as Hodo. And then one of the biggest, most fun guys to watch, man, I'm going to tell you, when you see Camden Hayslip's name announced, you better lock in. And if you're in the right field section, you better get your glove up and put a helmet on because that guy has some thunder and he's been outstanding. Um, so I think he's a guy that's going to really have a great year, man. I think he's poised for a breakout year and he's worked hard, man. What a great kid. I love him. I love the work he's put in um, and he's starting to come. So I think when you look at it, man, I think there's going to be guys up and down the lineup that, that can leave the yard at any given moment, um, but also have the unselfishness to do what the team needs them to do. You know, that's an old coach Saban thing that I shoot well before I knew I was going to work at Alabama, man. I, our guys heard me say, do your job a thousand mm -hmm. times. And, and there's times when your job is to come up and hit that two run Jack and win us the game. There's times your job's to hit a ball to the second baseman to move a guy from second to third. And we have to be unselfish to the point of, man, it's not about me hitting 350. It's about our team winning championships and doing special things. And, this group loves each other. They're close. One of the neatest things I've ever seen on a 
with a team as, you know, our left fielder game for trust actually got baptized at a local church here on Tuesday night. And I turned around and there's 30 of our guys out there to see Ian. That's their greatest superpower, man, is those kids love each other and they're a tight knit group. That's the biggest thing this group does. And just like last year's team was an easy team to root for and a awesome team to be able to get behind. I think, I think the community of Tuscaloosa is going to fall in love with this group of 40 guys. And, and I'm excited to get going with them. Yeah, uh, and you mentioned Hayslip. Every time I checked Twitter, the guy was hitting a home run. <laughs> he was hitting another bomb. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been unbelievable. Hey, um, you brought in so many new players, and obviously there's 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 a few guys coming back, but I want to ask you about having a, a, a catcher returning, a senior catcher in Matt Gassetti, with not only just working with the pitchers and, and, you know, and, and Coach Jackson, but also just kind of being a glue guy. You think of that catcher, man, as, as a guy that can kind of hold a club together. Uh, how how's Gassetti performed for you, and what are your expectations for him? Man, the sky's the limit for Mac. I mean, I remember we, uh, JJ and I were on a conference call with him this summer, right around the draft, and not knowing, you know, if he was going to get taken, if he was going to want to sign a free agent deal. Obviously, with change, I mean, I talked to Mac plenty, but he didn't know me yet. You know, he didn't right. know how we did things. So there's this unknown. And I'll never forget sitting there, and JJ and I were sitting in the meeting room on the speakerphone with Mac, and I told him we were, we were kind of giving him our pitch of why we needed him and why we wanted him back. And I said, dude, when you call me and tell me like you're coming back for your last year, I'm going to start blaring return to the Mac through the whole dang office. And, <laughs> and he did. He made that call next hour and that happened. And it's just been special since then, man. He's what he can do with pitchers, how he can manipulate the baseball. He's one of the best defensive catchers, not only in the SEC, but in the country. I mean, I've, I've had some really good receiving catchers. I don't know that I've had a guy be able to manipulate the baseball like he does. And what he does that doesn't happen in, in amateur baseball anymore is that guy calls his own game, too. Wow. And that is not something that's normal nowadays. And that is such a valuable thing because it frees J.J. up to kind of manage the bullpen, manage the game a little bit more versus having to lock in and manage each pitch. Um, so having that maturity, having that experience, it doesn't matter how good your pitching staff is if you don't have a dude behind there to run it for him. And our catching room is deep, Manny, with with him, Cam Guangarena, and then down into down into Luke Vaughn, who's going to be the the future of this place. Um, but man, it, Mac is without Matt coming back. I tell you, you don't sleep well at night. But but having him, he's really made some huge strides offensively too, man. We talk about his defense, but that guy's going to hit in the five six hole for us, and and has been outstanding offensively as well. Coach, you're coming from a good league, uh, the Big Ten uh, there with Maryland, so I, I don't want to diminish at all the Big Ten, but we know uh, in college baseball, the SEC is the creme de la creme, and I always kid, you can be good in this league and not necessarily know it, because you can be a you know, you know, can be a, a 10th or 11th place team and be really good, and I know I don't want to get the cart in front of the horse, you got a lot, a lot of games to play before you get to conference play, but just um, I want to ask you about the league and trying to not only be competitive, but to have a chance to be a top-tier team in this league, what's it going to take? No, I think the biggest thing it takes, very honestly, is is it's a heavyweight fight. Like, there's no there's no question. I mean, I, I there's some really good teams in the Big Ten, man. Like, there are the Indianas, the Michigans. There's really good coaching in that league, man. Like, Iowa. Like, best, I think one of the best head coaches in the country is down there in Rick Heller in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like, there's elite stuff. But there's a reason that that the league is what it is here. I mean, it's the reason we came. It's it's the best of the best, and you want to see how it stands up. So it's a heavyweight fight, and I think the best teams I've ever coached are teams that could really take a punch. 
you know, I think every, it's the old Mike Tyson thing, right? Like everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face. Like the reality is this league, I mean, in, in the big 10, we ran off two and a half years of never losing a big 10 series. So we didn't, Maryland has not lost a big 10 series since April of 2021. That's awesome. And that's great. That's a neat thing. If I do that here, we're going to be the best team of all time. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's just, it's not the reality of this league. You're just, there's so much depth. Everybody is so good. There's not one team that you're like, oh, they stink. Like every team in this league is elite. And so, I think it's really about how can you take a punch? You right. know, we're, we've done some good things. Our kids are really confident right now because they've prepared the right way. And we talk about that. Your confidence comes from preparation, but they also haven't been slugged upside the mouth yet. And that's coming, mm-hmm. whether that's this weekend, whether it's Nets, whether it's in Frisco, whether it's Lipscomb, whether it's tennis, at some point it's coming in the biggest test to see how, how good is this team capable of being? is can we be the same guys the next day? And just my 30-second story that I love about this is my team at Maryland two years ago, we got beat 19-1 to on Friday night, and we're playing a doubleheader the next doubleheader the next day. And this was for the lead of the conference. And, we again, we get beat 19-1 to Friday. Our kid in the second inning hits an absolute 500-foot homer and watched it from home plate. And so, you know, as a coach, I'm yelling. I'm like, dude, get around the bases, get around the bases. So I look at our dugout, I said, boys, when you give me 19 to one, you hit a homer, you just put your bat down and run around the bases. You don't sit there and watch it. And our second baseman back there, I'll never forget this. Kevin Keister looked at me and said, yeah, coach, but we're up three to one today. And that's <laughs> really what they thought. They didn't care. Like, yeah, it was embarrassing. It sucked. But we went to the facts. Why do we think, well, we didn't make this play. We walked these guys. We struck out 14 times. All right, let's address those concerns and move forward. The next day, no, we're still more prepared, better and more equipped than whoever's on the other side. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing, you know, is, is man, the eighth place team in this league is probably going to be in, probably going to host the regional, but, but I don't want to be in a situation where we're shy. Like there's no reason, man, that we can't go out there and put a product on the field that does what they did back in the nineties here where, where they ended up in Omaha. Like there's no reason we can't, and we're going to start building that the right way, but that's going to be the biggest thing I want to see from our guys is when we get knocked flat on our back, can we hop right back up? And if we can do that, man, this team's got a chance to be pretty special. Yeah, that's a great story. All right, final question, Coach. You got eight straight games at home to start the season there at Sewell Thomas Stadium, the Joe. Our right field Rangers are going to be out. There's so much excitement. Hopefully the weather's going to cooperate. A big weekend this weekend. You got you got baseball, softball, men's basketball, women's basketball, the whole town and campus is going to be buzzing. I know you've seen a glimpse of what that place can be, but now to have an opposing team in there for a game that counts on the schedule, um, I don't have to say this, but I'm, I'm going to say it to get you to, to add to it, and that's the, the fans make a difference in baseball. From the music to uh, a rally, and, and this place, when it's cranked, can is a special ballpark, and I know you want to see that, not just once you get into the SEC schedule, but beginning this weekend. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, the, the fans are everything here, especially, I mean, there's so many games in baseball. There's 55 games, and everybody's going to be excited for Friday. That's great, you know. But at the end of the day, like, I talked to, you know, the Crimson Chaos was out of the field the other day. A lot of the guys from the Ranger group were out of the field. They were taking BP the other day on the field. And <laughs> I was telling them that. I said, man, some of the biggest things I need from you guys is the Tuesday afternoon game. That's right. Like, that's some of the times I need the most because you guys can pick those kids up when they're dragging a little bit after a long weekend and they're just vitally important. And 
man, I want the Joe to be a dang party. That's what I want it to be. I want it to be an event that people love to come to. The music's loud. It's fun. They're watching an awesome brand of baseball with kids that do things right that they can look up to and that young kids can say, man, I want to be in AD shoes one day. And parents can look at the way we go about our business and look at us and our team as role models for their kid. And just an event that, man, on Friday night in Tuscaloosa, we go to the Joe, man. That's that's the, that's the most exciting place in town on, on Friday night. And that's what I want this place to turn into because those fans can make a difference. And like I told the, the, the chaos crew, I said, man, like, that's our job to give you a reason to come out. And I think these boys are going to do that. So, man, we, we've sold a ton of season tickets, I think, the most in the last 15 years. And I know there's a lot of excitement. So we're going to go – Put a, put a good product on the field and try to do our job. And, man, we need we need the town and, and, the, and the fan support to come out and, and go pack the Joe. We're going to have a lot of fun this spring. Yep, starts tomorrow, 4 o'clock, first of three against Manhattan College. And then on Saturday, perfect timing. Uh, basketball should be over after 1 o'clock. Uh, Alabama and A&M just walk over to the Joe, 2 p.m. first pitch on Saturday, and then a 1 p.m. first pitch on Sunday, opening series of the weekend. Highly anticipated Alabama baseball season. Coach, I, I, I probably shouldn't mention this, but it's been 25 years since Alabama went to Omaha. They went to Omaha. So uh, 25 years is long enough. Hey, there's something to shoot for this year, my man. About that time, isn't it? About it is that time. About that time. I'd say a quarter century is long enough. All right, thank you so much, Coach. That's it. All right, guys. Appreciate you all. Roll Tide. All right, 9.50 here, Coach Rob on Great uh, conversation. It'll be available shortly at our podcast center. And, uh, man, I... Thousand. Or visit meswins.com. I've got this. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And, of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features... That is at Walmart and StraightTalk.com. For network management practices, visit StraightTalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. In-store activation on single silver unlimited plan or higher required. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. Life doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. Some rules and restrictions apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another very nice day today with a sunny sky. Tuscaloosa's high 67. Tonight fair with a low at 46. Tomorrow partially sunny during the day. Then a chance of some light rain tomorrow night. High tomorrow afternoon at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Gary Harris Show. For Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Nine fifty four. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. Personal training is something that, uh, if you've hit a plateau, or maybe you've been out of the gym for a while, or 
whatever the reasons may be, you're just not reaching your fitness goals. Uh, personal training at the YMCA is something I think you should consider. Bennett Elmore, Riley Strickland, and Michael Johnson are outstanding. All of them have all of the certifications. Uh, they know how to work with the client to maximize the client's potential, not make it boring, not make it tedious. I mean, they're the best. And I would encourage you not only to join the YMCA, but look into um, personal training. They've got 60-minute sessions available, 30-minute sessions, duo sessions. In other words, you can work with your significant other or a friend and um, really makes it much more financially um, feasible for you and may make it more fun. Personal training available at the YMCA, 205-345-9622. Bennett Elmore, Riley Strickland, and Michael Johnson. They can take you to the next level. All right, they're winding it down. Again, great interview, I thought, with Rob Vaughn. I'm biased, but I thought that we covered just about everything, including the starting rotation for this weekend. Um, and Justin's going to be putting a couple clips out on X to uh, highlight the conversation. But again, getting the starting pitching. Did you, did you jot down the, the starting rotation by any chance? I know it was Ben Hess on Friday. I should have made a note of that. Um, but I'll go back and listen to it, and we'll pass along the starting rotation again. And uh, But they're going to be really good, this Alabama baseball team. Going to be really good and a lot of fun to follow. All right, that's going to wrap it up for hour number one. It's been brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, member-owned and not-for-profit. It's just a better way of banking. Find out more at alabamacu.com. We're going to start the second hour off with another big interview, Christy Curry. Alabama women's basketball coach at 10, <clears throat> plus Jeff Spiegel, ABC 3340 Sports Anchor at 1030. More of your phone calls as we switch from the first domain condos hotline to the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline for hour number two. And you can also, of course, message us on the app. I haven't been pushing the app lately because I haven't, you know, been feeling my best, but get those app messages rolling in too. So I'm I'm back feeling a lot better, and uh, we got a good second hour coming up here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. The Gary Harris Show will continue. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Since 2011, Billy Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big-screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on this updated COVID-19 shot designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn about a vaccine option and book your COVID-19 shot on ScheduleCovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa. A Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Nick Cope. The person killed during yesterday's shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs parade has been identified as local radio host Lisa Lopez-Galvin. She was 44 years old. At least 21 other people were injured with eight sustaining life-threatening injuries. Three suspects are in custody. College football reports say Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott is headed to South Carolina to be the Gamecocks tight ends coach. That creates a 31st FBS opening this coaching cycle. That's the most changes since 2012. On its Twitter account, EA Sports College Football 25 teases that the game is coming this summer with a full reveal in May. In the NBA, Pistons center Isaiah Stewart was arrested for assault Wednesday night for punching Sun center Drew Eubanks hours before the game tipped in Phoenix. Stewart was issued a citation and released. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The Northport City Council and Texas Water Park developer University Beach LLC meet Monday to discuss their proposed partnership for a water theme park located on Highway 82 near Big Lots. Legislation authorizing lottery, casinos, and sports betting in the state of Alabama being debated now in the House of Representatives. Tomorrow is the last day you can physically deliver a completed voter registration form to your county board of registrars before the March 5th primary elections. Mail registration must be postmarked no later than Saturday electronically by Monday. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa the Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, let's go. Hour number two, Gary Harris, Justin Jones with you here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC, the Tide 109 app, and Tide109.com. This hour of the program being brought to you as always by my good friends Paul Patterson and Mike Comer. Patterson Comer, attorneys at law. Their commitment to serve the client does not stop at the end of the workday. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you've got a question concerning a legal issue that results of personal injury, wrongful death, product liability, automobile accident, 18-wheeler accident, their business is to take care of your needs. Call Paul in Tuscaloosa at 205-345-1000. Mike is in Northport at 205-759-3939. PattersonCobralawFirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. And one quick uh, note on Coach Rob Vaughn. As I said, he uh, gave us the pitching rotation for the opening series against Manhattan College. Ben Hess on Friday, Riley Quick on Saturday, and Coach said they were considering a number of guys, Davis, Banks, Ferone, and Moza, but he is leaning toward uh, Aiden Moza being the starter on Sunday. Speaking of Alabama coaches, we're going to keep the conversation going with head coach of the Crimson Tide women's basketball team, Christy Curry. Bama rolling at 19-7 and overall, 6-5 and in the SEC, and a huge game coming up this Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock against the Auburn Tigers. Good morning, Coach. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Uh, good season. And, uh, you know, the rivalry against Auburn, we know it's special. You have really had Auburn's number uh, the last few years. But they got you down there earlier this year. And I know that the atmosphere at the jungle, the uh, Neville Arena, was unbelievable. And you want to return the favor this Sunday afternoon to o'clock in more ways than one. Obviously, you want to win the game. But you also want to give them a dose of, of, of the Coleman home court advantage. Absolutely. We hope we'll have a big crowd. We need everybody to come out. I know it's a busy weekend in Tuscaloosa. A lot of great you know, softball, uh, baseball. We're all at home. Our men are at home at 11 on Saturday, uh, basketball-wise. So 
a fun weekend for Alabama athletics, and we hope everybody will come out Sunday at 2 and support our women. It is a huge weekend, but it's also, as you said, a huge basketball game in that not only is it Auburn, not only did they they clip you down there at Neville, but you're 6-5 and five in the league. And uh, this is a chance to get two games over 500, get your 20th victory overall. So rivalry aside, it's a huge game in the SEC. It really is. You know, we're starting the conference with our net right now at 28. So um, it's it's a big game. They all are from here on out. Right. With five to go, you know, we can take care of business and put ourselves in the driving seat. And, and we're just excited for the opportunity. It was it was a crazy environment down there, Gary. So we need a huge Alabama crowd in Coleman on Sunday to come out and support our kids. Yeah, I believe you're going to get it, too. I know I've heard a lot of people talking about it this week. It. About cranking it up. Um, I, I ran a couple of clips of your press conference this week on TV and and uh, on my sportscast. And, and one thing you said I ran yesterday was that the bye week came at a perfect time. Um, not just for you know, the coaches and the staff to be able to have a little extra preparation for, for Auburn, but also just the players, just to give them a break. You'd played three games in seven days, and coming off that game at LSU, you said that this was really a good timing as far as the uh, bye week. Well, it really was. And, you know, for three games in seven days, you know, two of those two to be away. Right, And yeah. so a lot of travel. And, um, you know, it's it's a mental break as much as a physical break right now. We took off Monday. We'll take off today and uh, give them a regular regular week of rest and also get prepared. So we've spent had two really good days of practice on Tuesday Wednesday. We'll come back tomorrow and get in our regular scout routine. But I think as a staff, it gives us a chance to get out and watch some Alabama high school basketball playoffs and our surrounding states and also just to prepare our team and break some things down on film. And it's been a really good week, so we're excited for the opportunity on Sunday at 2 o'clock. We need Bama Nation to come out and really support us. Speaking of the LSU game, and there are no moral victories in, in basketball, and I don't want to, you know, infer that there are, but you played them twice, you let them twice at halftime, by one at your place and then by 10 down there. Now, listen, they're the defending national champion for a reason. I get that. And and they they took care of business in the second half in both those games. But the fact that you can play with them and lead them for a half, what does that tell you about your team? And then the second halves being the flip side, what did, what did you learn about your team in that regard and not being able to, to finish it or at least get it into the fourth quarter with a chance to win? Well, you know, it was a one-point game with three minutes to go in the third. Uh, it was a three-point game with two minutes to go. So the ability to just finish, you know, I thought that we looked useful in the paint. Um, you know, we were outscored 50 to 8. You know, we've got to have more of a paint presence here down the stretch. So playing a couple of freshmen in there that are getting a lesson, um, you know, from a couple of All-Americans. But at the end of the day, um, we're so close. And when we can put 40 minutes together, I think it so shows the progress this team has made throughout the year. You know, Gary, what's amazing is we lost 63% of our scoring from a year ago. Yeah. And so it's taken us a minute to get going and understand and really to have a response as far as, we're much better with the sum of all of our parts. You know, we don't have a lot of stars. We just have a great group of kids that really complement each other. And when we can have four and five and double figures, we put ourselves in a position. We just didn't have enough firepower, you know, um, to finish around the rim and, and in the paint. It was it was from an inside out. You know, we, we've got to have better balance and all five be on the same page. But credit LSU, you know, they went on a run. Their second half run was a lot better than our first half run. But so many positives. You know, four wins before that, four straight. So we are in a position right now to control our own destiny, and we're excited for the opportunity. We're at home, two straight Sunday games. So I think three out of the next five are at home. We have to defend our home court, and we're excited for that opportunity. 
I want to ask you about a young player that has really been coming on lately, at least in my eyes, and that's Carly Weathers. Uh, it seems like she's taken a step here in the last maybe five or six games um, from going just from kind of being a, a contributor to somebody that, that you've been able to count on, and she's playing some really good basketball, in my opinion. What have you seen from her? Oh, no doubt. Just the ability to, to make the right decision, you know, on both sides of the ball. I mean, she's done a really good job rebounding the ball. Her shots are starting to fall, but she spends so much time in the gym. So it's a credit to her hard work. Um, you know, she's majoring in nursing, Gary. She's got a 4.0. She's just a phenomenal student athlete in all areas of how she represents the program. And what you see on the court is no different than what you see in the classroom. She's phenomenal. And it's a tremendous work ethic and value system that she was raised with. And She's doing so many things to help her team. You know, we've got to get her to make open shots, and she just affects the game and with her play. You know, she's, she'll be a candidate for sixth man of the year in this mm-hmm. league because her coming off the bench has just been unbelievable for our team down the stretch here. And obviously Sarah Ashley Barker and, and – um... Ali and I have continued to lead you. Timmons has played well. And, but Essence Cody, a player that I know when you signed her, uh, you knew what she brought in terms of just having some size. Uh, uh, you know, a low post presence for you against some of these huge teams that's playing the SEC. And it seems like she, based on her youth, has played very well for you. Well, she just gets better every single day. You know, right now the biggest room in the house for her is just is growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a growth mindset. And, She's a great, great young lady. She's fun to coach. She's very coachable. She works so hard, and we're excited about her future. It's a difficult league. You know, yeah. you, you look across our league, you don't see a lot of freshmen contributing and starting, and she's one of those that's done that. We're excited for her. It's going to be a task for this weekend. You know, they really hurt us in the paint down at Auburn, so we're going to need her, Gianna Cunningham, Naomi Jones. Um, by committee, those three will really help us at the five spot. It'll be a fun Fun game to watch in the paint on Sunday. Yeah, I'm glad you referenced that Auburn game because that's where I was going next. Uh, as I said, you've really had their number. But um, what you mentioned the paint, what were they able to do uh, earlier this year to have success against you? And what do you need to do to counter that so you can have success on Sunday? Well, I think we have to do our work earlier, you know, in transition. Um, they got some easy baskets on us, and we can't jog. We can't. We got to sprint back and find them early and not allow them great position in the paint. They did a really good job on the offensive glass. So we're, uh, we're much improved. I tell you what, this team has gotten so much better since then. And we have had a lot of success. I think it's 10 out of 11, which is crazy, Gary. Yeah, it is. You know, when you have that kind of rival game. But at the end of the day, all that matters is the next one. We're excited for that. The past doesn't give us anything. We've got to go out and earn a win on Sunday. and It'll start from the paint, from the inside out. We're going to have to do a really good job defensively and win the battle on the boards and do a lot of things to finish around the rim and get some paint points on Sunday ourselves. Coach Christy Curry with us. Of course, this is the portal era, so it's it's not uncommon anymore. But uh, they've got a player, Auburn does, and Jemai Minga Young, who played for you last year, who had played at Mississippi State. Uh, the fact that she was with you last year, uh, and she's a good player, number one. And number two, to have her down there, did she, you think that give gave them an advantage in that first game as far as scouting report and things that they were able to, to uh, take advantage of, knowing they had a player that was starting for you last year? Well, I'm not sure. You know, Jemiah graduated from Alabama. She's an alumnus in our program. We love her. Um, you know, we've wished her well. She was medically disqualified here. So, okay. you know, and then ended up at Auburn. But she is an awesome young lady. You know, I hugged her neck at the end of it and told her I was happy for her. And, you know, at the end of the day, she's just a competitor. You know, she can hurt you inside and out. And not only that, Gary, but she's one of those kids, you know, that's, what, 23 years old, yeah, just her fifth yeah. year. 
And when you're that seasoned and you've played in this league and you've been in a couple of different systems, you do a really good job of adjusting and adapting. And, you know, she had uh, played at Mississippi Fund. I was heavily recruited by the head coach at Auburn at Mississippi State. Right. So she's done an unbelievable job for them. You know, she's playing in their backcourt. Um, and, again, we she understands who we are. And I think it definitely put them, put them in an advantage situation. And we've got to do a better job defending from the – like I said, from the inside out, and, and the out's going to matter, so we're going to have to do a really good job of defending at the one and the two spot as well. And lastly, we've re- referenced it a couple of times, but um, the crowd, the difference that it can make, the environment, uh, but also just uh, your team, as you pointed out, have really dominated Auburn. And sometimes uh, you lose one, and it whets your appetite for the success that much more. So I know coming off the, the week off, being ready to go, I, I, I would feel like your team's going to have unbelievable energy. You mentioned early in the game is always important. Uh, I'd be shocked if you guys just don't come out. Do you worry a little bit maybe about having too much energy and too much excitement and, and maybe trying to curb that enthusiasm a little bit? Or is that something as a coach that you just say, hey, go out and let it go? Well, I think we just, as a team, you know, have loved who this team's trying to be. I think they've had a lot of different experiences, not to be, you know, too too overzealous with the opportunity. It's just more about the next game. Mm-hmm. They all count the same. It's a one-game week, one-season week. We talk about, you know, two season, or two games in one week. It's, you know, it's all that matters. It's just Auburn. It's not about Auburn. It's about who Alabama needs to be. So, I love our leadership with Loyal. I love our leadership with SA and Aaliyah, and I feel like those kids will have that channeled in the right direction. But it's going to be it's going to be a great game, and you know when it's a rival game, anything can happen. So we just need to stay out of foul trouble and manage both both, both sides of the ball better than we did at Auburn. We just need a huge crowd in there Sunday. Our kids really feed off of it. It's a great opportunity. We've got some recruits in town. It's going to be a fun weekend. It is, and I would encourage you to go to the game. But, again, if you can't go, or even if you're at the game and you want to listen to it, we'll have it on 97. Uh, or what, what station are we going to have it on? The basketball game? Justin, you know that? We'll be on Tide? It should be on 97.5, I think. Okay, maybe on 97.5. But check the, the Town Square uh, schedule. And, uh, in fact, let me try to pull it up right here while i got Coach on just to, to double-check it. Um yeah, I'll, 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 it's, I'll get that. We've got TV for that. Uh, or do we have TV for that game, Coach, or is it on, on streaming on Sunday? It's on the Network Plus. Yeah, yes. it's on the uh, – Leah Drury, the, former great, great Crimson Tide basketball player on the call. So we appreciate her being on on Sunday. But it's going to be a fun environment. We just appreciate you having us on today, Gary. Well, Thank always you. enjoy having you on, Coach. And like I said, the best thing Sunday is just to go to the game. But we'll have it on Absolutely. Town Square Radio, and it'll be on ESPN, uh, SEC Network Plus as well. But get out there in person and support this thing. Uh, thank you so much, Coach. Thank you. Y'all have a great weekend, okay? Have a good day. Thank All right. you. Thank Bye. you. Ten fifteen here on the Gary Harris Show. And let me clear this up because I had – what I did was I pulled up, I got so much going on my computer, as you know, Justin, and I had pulled it up and said, I knew it was on ESPN, SEC Network Plus, and then, um, but let me get this pulled up here, because I'm pretty sure it's on, because uh, I know we got softball on 97.5 too, let me see if I can pull this up. I keep pulling up the wrong schedule, every time I try to pull it up, I keep pulling up the wrong schedule, hold on, uh, let's see here. Hold on, I'm trying to get to it. 
So that's actually going to be on Catfish 100.1. All right. I'm glad you cleared that up. Okay. Catfish 100.1. And that's the reason you say, why is he having so much trouble? Well, we carry all the Alabama sporting events and we carry them on different stations. So you've got all these events going Sunday at the same time. You know, you're going to have softball, you're going to have baseball, and you're going to have women's basketball going at the same time. And so, but it's Catfish 100.1 for basketball, women's basketball, 97.5 for softball, and then 100.9 for baseball on Sunday. Okay, so I got that cleared up. I wanted to clear that up because I'm confusing myself. <clears throat> but like I said, <clears throat> the best thing is to go to these games in person if you can. All right, 1016 here on the Gary Harris Show. Wide open for phone calls in the next segment on uh, the Krispy Kreme Donuts Hot at McFarland Boulevard West. Krispy Kreme is open seven days a week. To see our complete donut, coffee, and espresso menu, visit our website at KrispyKremeTuscaloosa.com. Krispy Kreme, hot now and anytime. Tuscaloosa's Old Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 19 76 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time. 511-511. Text MUSCLE to 511-511 today. All individuals are unique. Your results can and will vary. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Text fees may apply. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Another very nice day today with a sunny sky. Tuscaloosa's high 67. Tonight fair with a low at 46. Tomorrow partially sunny during the day. Then a chance of some light rain tomorrow night. High tomorrow afternoon at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 33. 40 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Score! 1019, welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. we got a couple phone calls that we're going to get to on the Krispy Kreme Donuts uh, hotline. BT is going to lead us off, and then we'll get to Tom. Hey, good morning, BT. Bill, you there? BT. All right, BT's gone. All right, let's move on to let's move on to uh, Tom. BT, if we cut you off, you can call us back. Hey, good morning, Tom. Gary, it's good to hear you sounding much. Stronger. Yeah, I'm getting there. I went back to see Dr. Bittner. Well, I went to see Dr. Bittner because last week I just went to the university faculty staff clinic, and then I went back to I, I texted him yesterday morning. He said, "Get on in here at one o'clock," and and. Uh, Got the shot in each hip and um, got an inhaler prescribed and, and a prednisone pack. So I feel like I'm I'm going to make it back, Tom. I am so thrilled to hear it. And uh, uh, and I know that uh, going into the weekend, you want to be feeling good. So I do. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad for that. And uh, but, uh, you know, I was listening to your conversation with Coach Curry. And I couldn't help but think, when she come to Alabama, what a challenge she had in front of her when she got here. To me, the Alabama ladies' basketball job was the hardest job in America as far as coaching was concerned. She she had so much on her plate that she had to to do to get Alabama to where they are right now. And, uh, and I admire her, uh, for what she's been able to, to accomplish here. But you know, the thing I like about coach Curry is, is this, you know, you ask her about the, the game at Auburn and she came out 
and she had it nailed down to the T, just like, I don't, you know, just all the numbers and all the, uh, the, uh, the problems that they had down there and what she had to do to correct it. I, I am such a fan of her and her coaching ability. Well, she's done a terrific job, like you said, building this program up from <clears throat> what really was a low point when she got here and, and uh, building it to prominence and now has it at uh, a level of being a consistent NCAA tournament team. And the next step, of course, obviously, Tom, will be to uh, not only become an NCAA tournament team, but become a team that can make a run and then also a team that can compete for an SEC championship. Because if you can compete for an SEC championship, then you're one of the best teams in the country. And we've seen that with South Carolina and, and LSU and, and others. So uh, she's doing a really good job, but not quite. I think where she wants to take it, but the recruiting profile has been raised and uh, she's bringing in better players each and every recruiting class. So I'm with you. I think that, uh, I think that this is a good team and Sunday, uh, I understand her really promoting and pushing for a crowd because it's like she said earlier this week, Tom, they go on the road in this league and they play in some hostile environments, man. I mean, hostile at South Carolina, at LSU, at Auburn, at Mississippi State, uh, at Ole Miss. I mean, these 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 schools are packing these gyms out and making it tough. And it's sometimes disappointing when you come home and your opposing team doesn't have to play under that kind of stress and duress. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point. And I'm going to tell you something now. You're going to disagree with this, but I would love to ask uh, – Coach Curry, and I, I and I got a feeling I know what her answer would be. But when Alabama rolls in somewhere, I don't care if what it is, if it's the tiddlywink team, everybody gets fired up, and they go and they find a Stephen Garcia to put on their team, and they do everything perfect. And Alabama is always up against having to fight uphill in everything we do. Now I know you disagree with that, but. It's something about that crimson tie being on that jersey that inspires people to be beyond anything that it thought they were capable of. Well, it's an iconic brand, so I don't disagree with you. I do think that it's more so in football where you get those type of performances. I don't know that. Well, they can't do it in football, so they've got to take it out. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I agree. When Alabama comes to town in any sport, uh, the opposition um, – they're, they're, they got a little extra pep in their step. I don't, I don't disagree oh, yeah, with that. They sure do. They, because they, they think they're playing Coach Saban. In their mind, their fantasy is that we're playing Coach Saban. So that jacks them up. But um, I, I really admire Coach Curry and the job she's done. She had a hard road to go. I, I ain't joking. It's, uh, I felt sorry for her when she took the job. I thought, are you sure you know what you're getting into? And uh, But by God, she fought her way out of a bad uh, bad level of basketball and brought it up. And uh, and I agree with you. She's not satisfied. She's not the type to be satisfied. But uh, but she sure has done a good job. Well, that'll be a big game on Sunday. Like I said, it puts them two games over 500 in the league. It gets her 20 wins overall, and it's a, you know, it's a payback opportunity. Because, like I said, Auburn clipped them down there at Neville Arena, but the Tide, uh, uh, that's that's a big game Sunday. And I hope, and I know that it's going right up against 
baseball and softball, but they also play baseball and softball also play on, on Friday and Saturday. So yeah, they got a bunch of games. Yeah. So this is a chance Sunday. If you got to choose between one, this is a good time to choose women's basketball. I think. I agree. Thanks, Gary. Thank you, Tom. And uh, BT, I don't know what happened to your call, but uh, if you want to call us back in, we got a couple minutes here before, before we hit the break. Uh, Justin, you've got um, men's basketball on Saturday as well. And as I said, it's a busy, busy weekend. But this is a unique game at 11 o'clock. First of all, it's an 11 o'clock tip, okay? It's early. Alabama now all of a sudden is going to be playing in a weird deal here because A&M took a quad three loss at Vanderbilt. Just an absolutely horrible loss for Texas A&M. And this is a team that's, you know, fighting to get into the NCAA tournament, coming off a game against Tennessee that they wore the Vols out. Justin, what makes this game weird is Alabama on paper should win this game by 20 points at home. Not that A&M's not a good team, but that's what Alabama does to people in Coleman Coliseum. But A&M has had Alabama's number, and now they're coming off a loss at Vanderbilt. I would have rather them have won that game. I would have. Not only because it helps Alabama to beat a team that is not coming off a quad three loss, but A&M now, when you lose a game like that, you want to get that taste out of your mouths. And A&M's going to come in here ramped up. Now, that shouldn't be enough for them to win the game. But you know what I'm saying? They're going to come in here. I mean, they got him. That's an, when you Listen, you lost a team in Vanderbilt who only had one conference win, and that was against Missouri, who has no conference wins. And you lose to that team? That's embarrassing. Yeah, it's incredibly embarrassing, especially um, the pride that Texas A&M has and as good as they've been the last couple of years, especially against... Nate Oates in this Alabama program. So you're going to get their best game. And Alabama, although we, we uh, played well um, most recently, we've had a long time in this break here during the week. It's going to be a battle, and we, we need to not slack off and, and come re- prepared. I agree 100%. Better bring it. Hey, quick NBA note. Um, the Warriors, man, <coughs> we've seen a couple flashes a lot like the Lakers, and you think the Warriors are about to get it going. And then last night, they took a good lead into the fourth quarter against the Warriors. In fact, they built that up to a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter at home against the Clippers, and they lost. The Clippers rallied from 14 down in the fourth, and beat the Warriors 130 to 125. You didn't used to see that, man. Curry again, what can you say, 41 points. But you didn't used to see the Warriors blowing 14-point leads in the fourth quarter. In fact, you know what you used to see? When they got up 14, they wound up winning by 24 or 30. I don't know. This Warriors team, 26 and 20. 100% satisfaction and appointments set around your schedule. Give us a call for all your steam cleaning needs. 205-553-9460. Houston Hydrosteam. Quality work you can stand on. As much as Innisfree has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meet and Three. This generation 
of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. If you haven't already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after-hours. Season's updated COVID-19 shot designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn about a vaccine option and book your COVID-19 shot on schedulecovidvax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Covering University of Alabama sports, as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Sounds as we get ready to talk with Jeff Spiegel, sports anchor, host of the Zone, ABC thirty three forty. Good morning, Jeff. Gary, you sound a lot better than you did last week. Thank you. I'm making some serious progress. Thank goodness, man. Um, let's start with Bama football, and we'll get to basketball here in just a second. But uh, Nick Sheridan's going to get his going to get his shot at the big time uh, with uh, Ryan Grubb going back to Seattle to coach for the Seahawks in the NFL. Uh, Nick Sheridan, 35-year-old former walk-on Michigan quarterback who rose to scholarship status and started some games, has uh, coached at a lot of different places to be a young guy, has been a play caller and offensive coordinator before. He followed uh, Kalen DeBoer in that role at Indiana, uh, but he came here to be the tight ends coach, and now he's the offensive coordinator and going to be calling plays for one of the most iconic programs in the country. Do you think he's up to the task? Well, I think he's shown, you know, he can handle it. I think at Indiana, you know, he took over when uh, when DeBoer moved on to Fresno State. And he had a guy playing quarterback for him by the name of Michael Pittix Jr. And, uh, you know, he, he called plays for that guy. And then they both moved on, you know, to Washington. And while Grubb was the offensive coordinator, I mean, you know, you could say Nick Sheridan is a big reason you know, why Michael Penix moved on, you know, to play for the Huskies. So, look, look I think this guy is, uh, you know, by all accounts, is a really good coach, you know, is a, uh, is a, is a solid play caller. And, you know, uh, is he ready for the big time? You know, I think he is. I think he's ready to step up to the challenge and, and, uh, and certainly, you know, pull the trigger on these, uh, these plays that, you know, he and Kalen DeBoer will cook up. Offensive line is a concern as well. And, uh, you know, you thought you were getting the, the offensive line coach that that uh, led the Washington Huskies to the Joe Moore Award. Scott Huff, though, is going to Seattle. 
with the Seahawks to coach with Grubb on the offensive staff there with Mike McDonald. And I've had people blowing up my phone wanting to know, well, you got to get an offensive line coach. But this is an important hire. And I know spring ball is around the corner, but you had Sheridan ready to go. You don't have anyone there on the staff to coach the offensive line. So, um, and, and it's kind of odd timing, but when do you think we might hear something on an offensive line coach? And how important is this hire for Kalen DeBoer and for Nick Sheridan now and the rest of the offensive staff members? Well, I think sooner rather than later. And, and look, DeBoer and Sheridan know a lot of guys. I mean, they, they know a lot of offensive line coaches. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, getting, getting the guy in place and getting the right fit. But, uh, but you're right. It is important. Now, I think, uh, I think that's the hire that, you know, that Alabama fans are more focused on. I mean, there, you know, there was a lot of hand wringing, I'm sure, when, uh, when Grubb decided to go to the Seahawks, but I would, but I would venture to guess there was even more, you know, when Huff decided to go because, uh, you know, because everyone knows where, where this stuff starts. I mean, it starts up front. You know, if you're not strong on the offensive line and the defensive line, you don't have a football team. And uh, so they, they got to get a guy to come in and and uh, and coach up those guys and and uh, and and be just a you know not that far of a drop off from from Scott Huff. So we'll see if they could get it done. And you know, but like I said, you know they they know a lot of people, and I'm sure they're interviewing a lot of people. And I'm sure they've got their eyes on a couple of guys, and uh, we'll, we'll see if the right fit happens. The reaction by Bama fans to Grubb and Huff leaving, I thought was, and I know you and I both know how Alabama fans are. They're the best, and at times they can be the worst. Um, <laughs> I was a little surprised by it. I I understand Alabama fans think Alabama's the greatest. Nobody should ever want to coach anywhere else. And they were really, I guess, bothered by the statement that Grubb had made to the Red Elephant Club when he spoke, uh, saying, I'm your offensive coordinator. Where he, well, he was. And sometimes these deals in the NFL, they aren't done until they're done. And I think he came here to be the offensive coordinator. But I think there was also an understanding that if that Seattle Seahawks position opened up, that's something that he would consider. He and Huff have lived in Seattle. Their families are there. Huff been there seven years. Uh, grub for two. This is the National Football League. There is no NIL. There is no portal. You know, the, you work about eight months out of the year. Now, you work hard while you're working, but it's not 12 months out of the year the way college football is. Jeff, I, I just thought Alabama fans' reaction was a little over the top, and they said, well, he told he's going to be our offensive coordinator. Well, Nick Saban told people he wasn't going to be the coach at Alabama, and, you know, <laughs> nobody got upset about it. I, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I put out a statement about I, I didn't blame the two guys one bit, and, boy, people attacked me. Uh, what do you think of Alabama fans' reaction to these guys? I mean, these are real-life decisions, man. I, I, I'm i disappointed for Alabama, but I don't blame Huff and Grubb one bit for making the decisions that they made. Well, then there were some, you know, who got on there and they said, well, you know, we're not going to miss Ryan Grubb. He's overrated anyway. And that's not you true. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, so you, so you had a lot of different reactions, but, but no, I mean, you know, he, Grubb, he was the offensive coordinator when he stood up in front of the Red Elephant Club. You know, it's just like, you know, I'm the, I'm the sports guy here at ABC 3340 until I'm not. You know, I mean, so I, there, there was every, there, there was nothing like um, uh, that was just like wrong, you know, with him standing in front of the boosters and, uh, and saying that. And, and I tell you this, all those boosters knew 
when he was standing up in front of them that he was in the mix for the Seattle Seahawks job. I mean, they all knew that. So, uh, look, I mean, to, to better your career, I mean, you can't, you can't fault the guy. You can't fault him. You can't fault up. And, uh, you know, but, but like I said, there's so many quality football coaches out there. And who knows? I mean, Sheridan may be a better offensive coordinator than, you know, Ryan Grubb even, even dreamed of being at the, uh, at the college level. We'll see. But, you know, it's like we mentioned the O line coach, uh, that, that's a, that's a big, big, big hire. Uh, right now, and, and Alabama fans will feel a lot better when that guy's in place. Huge. We finally got an announcement yesterday on a coaching staff member other than Kalen DeBoer, and that's Freddie Roach, <coughs> excuse me, and, and Robert Gillespie, holdovers from the Nick Saban staff, uh, getting, I think, associate head coach for, for uh, Roach, and Gillespie got the assistant head coach. I mean, that's just common now in these staffs. Everybody, it seems like, is an associated or uh, associate head coach or an assistant head coach. But keeping those guys, obviously, I, I think was important for DeBoer in terms of recruiting, and the fact now that he's announced those two and given them additional titles means that they're, uh, you know, uh, what they did in the spring, or not in the spring, but in the winter recruiting cycle must have been pretty impressive for, for Coach DeBoer for them to go ahead and get announced. Yeah, Gary, I don't think there's any question about it. And Kalen DeBoer mentioned this at the Senior Bowl when he did that, uh, you know, scrum interview, that how important those two guys were, I mean, before he even got there, before he he was even hired in terms of kind of keeping things together and keeping that recruiting class together. I mean, everyone knows, the, you know, the quality of football coaches these two guys are and, and what they've done, you know, at their at their various positions. So it was important for him you know, to not only retain those guys, but also reward them for kind of hanging in there and keeping things together. So to promote them to the assistant head coach and the associate head coach roles that they're in now uh, was certainly a, a move that's been positively received, I think, by the Alabama fan base. Jeff, let's get to basketball. Thanks to um, Auburn last night demolishing South Carolina, and we'll get to that game in a moment. Alabama's now in solo first place in the SEC at 9-2, and two and have a home game, but it's an early tip, 11 a.m., Saturday against the A&M team. Let's be honest, Buzz Williams and A&M have kind of been Nate Oates' kryptonite uh, in the SEC, and now they're coming off an embarrassing loss at Vanderbilt. Uh, they're going to be fired up and jacked up. Alabama's better. Alabama should win the game, but are you leery of at all of A&M coming in here Saturday morning? Well, I think I am. I mean, because, you know, because of Wade Taylor and, uh, and yeah, and, and Boots, you know, those, those terrific guards, you know, and, and, and Buzz Williams is a, is a great coach. And I think they've won five regular season games in a row against Alabama. And three of those have been in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're fearless. I mean, they're, they're game. They're, they're, you know, they're not intimidated by playing on anyone's home court. Uh, it, it's it, it's definitely going to be a, a hard game, I think, for Alabama to win. Uh, but, but, man, the way they clicked offensively, you know, against LSU, and they were moving the ball around about as well as I've seen them do, especially in the last 10 minutes of the basketball game. But the thing that keeps concerning people about this team is the fact that defensively they're just not there yet. And they haven't put in, you know, a consistent game-to-game-to-game defensive performance that Nate Oates wants. 
And that's going to be critical. I mean, Saturday when they play the Aggies, because they're so good, you know, from an offensive standpoint. So we'll see if they can, you know, rise to the challenge, you know, because Nate has been challenging them pretty much game after game after game, you know, to step it up on defense. Last night, <coughs> we're not surprised by the result, but Auburn's largest victory over ever over a top 25 team, 101-61 over South Carolina. Now, let's be honest, Alabama blew out the Gamecocks here too in, in Coleman Coliseum. And I know Alabama fans are happy that Auburn won because it puts Alabama solo first place. Probably not happy that they won by 40, but that's what Auburn can be. But I wonder, Jeff, if, if Auburn's morphed into this team that, you know, at home – well, the jungle and, and, of course, they get Kentucky coming in there Saturday with game day, that they're just almost unbeatable. But on the road, they even though they've got a good record on the road, too, I don't want to be wrong, but they're, they're kind of a different team. Is that dangerous to be so dominant at home but have a feeling that when we go on the road, we're not the same team? I mean, they got clocked at Florida last Saturday. What do you make of this home versus road deal with Auburn that they've got going on? Well, listen, uh, a lot of teams struggle with that. But, but Auburn's been getting clocked at Florida for a long, long, they have, long time. 25 years. Yeah, they, they haven't won there since 1996. Yeah, 28 but, years. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, exactly. But, I, you know, I, I think when, when they've got that crowd behind them, and it's, a, it's an incredible place, you know, to play, um, and it's incredibly intimidating, you know, for, for teams to come in there and play. But, uh, I mean, they're just they're just so good, and – and look, when the ball is going in the basket, I don't care where you're playing. I mean, you got a great shot. They shot 60% from three-point range, 61% overall. Uh, they got 25 points, I think, off uh, off of turnovers. And they're just a different team. You know, as you mentioned, you know, when they're playing at home and they're playing on the road. And certainly Jalen Williams mentioned it last night that, well, it would be great if we could take the jungle with us on the road. Well, a lot of Auburn fans do travel you know, two, two other arenas to see them play. But here's the thing now. Here's the thing now when you're Auburn. You have built a reputation that now, you know, it used to be people only packed the place, you know, when Kentucky came to town. But now when Auburn comes to town, you know, they're, they're packing the gym. You know, because Auburn has kind of built up that resume and built up that uh, just, you know, the, the reputation of, uh, of being a pretty powerful program. So, that's what they have to deal with, with when they go on the road. They have to deal with hostile environments, and they've had a hard time doing that. All right. Uh, we sit here right now. Alabama leads the SEC at 9-2. and two. South Carolina, Auburn, Tennessee, all a game back in the loss column. Florida and Kentucky are lurking with four losses in the league. Who do you like to win the overall SEC regular season championship? Mm, that's a really good question. Um you know, I, you know, I kind of like Alabama. I kind of like Alabama to stick through there. I mean, simply because, you know, they're just, they're just so explosive offensively. And, uh, you know, but as we mentioned, if they can just, you know, solidify the defense and, and, uh, and get, it, get it in gear, uh, that, that's going to be big for them. Um, you know, tennis, Tennessee's back there, you know, lurking. I mean, Tennessee is still so very, very strong. But, uh, but but I kind of give the edge to Alabama, you know, as they uh, as they go through here and, and and negotiate these final games. Jeff, big weekend at Alabama, and I've had Coach Curry on this morning, Coach Vaughn. I had Coach Murphy earlier in the week. You got baseball, softball, men's basketball, and women's basketball 
all at home. And I know we all talk about tailgating for football in the fall. It's special. But if you're an Alabama fan uh, and you're looking for a reason to come to Tuscaloosa, this weekend would be the one, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, let's hope the weather's okay. I mean, because, I mean, for the outdoor events. But, but yeah, it's kind of one of those things where all the sports kind of come together. Uh, you know, the start of the softball, the start of the, uh, you know, the baseball and everything. And, and there, there, there's so much excitement over what's going on. So many, so many teams getting wins, so much promise, you know, for the, uh, for the baseball and the softball teams. And, and uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a fun time to be an Alabama fan for sure this weekend. All right. I hate to end on a sad note, but I want to get your opinion on, you know, what in the world's going on. We had that fantastic Super Bowl celebration and parade in Kansas City, and it's marred at the end by a shooting. One person dead, 20 plus injured. Three, I think, are, are still fighting for their lives in a hospital there. Um, as a, someone who is a citizen of this country and a journalist, um, I mean, what do you what do you, what do you make of it? Are we at a point we're going to have to start canceling celebrations and parades now with what all's going on? Well, you know, and the heartbreaking thing is, so many children, you know, were impacted as well. So many children were injured, and and uh, you know, it, it is. I mean, I, I was just thinking, you know, when I saw the stories that, you know, mass events like that. I mean, I just I I have a hard time just with convincing myself you know if, if i'm a big fan do you want to go you know, to, to go to those things yeah. right and so it just seems uh it is a very heartbreaking situation and certainly the prayers go out to all those affected jeff uh you'll be rocking and rolling on <coughs> sports and your team out everywhere this weekend and on sunday night the zone and that kind of all culminates uh with that show and you kind of recap the week yeah, coming up at 1030 on uh, ABC 3340 Sunday night. Uh, appreciate the plug, Gary. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you, Jeff. 1048 here on the Gary Harris Show and T-Town Menswear, <coughs> T-Town Gallery, University Mall, two stores in one. You men <coughs> out there, pardon me, can look your best by letting Tom and the crew hook you up in incredible menswear and also that one-of-a-kind Alabama football memorabilia collection. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Visit PattersonComerLawFirm.com. No representations made that the legal services provided by Patterson Comer is greater than any other legal services performed by any other lawyer. Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar area is Feature big screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Life doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and about your money. Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner, too. Off I-459, exit 31 Derby Parkway. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Another very nice day today with a sunny sky. Tuscaloosa's high 67. Tonight fair with a low at 46. Tomorrow partially sunny during the day. Then a chance of some light rain tomorrow night. High tomorrow afternoon at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Hot! 
Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. Ten fifty-two. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. Gary Harris, Justin Jones, and we're going to jump out on the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline and welcome back, BT. I don't know what happened to you the last time, BT, but good morning, buddy. Good morning, Gary Harris. How are you, Gary? Hanging in there, feeling better. Good, good, good. Uh, I'm glad of that, Gary. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to these games coming up. You know, high school games. Oh, yeah. High school basketball. We're into the regionals, and uh, we're going to be tracking that and getting, you know, these teams as they get ready to try to make it over to the Legacy Arena for the state championships, men, uh, boys and girls. Now, we, uh, we played Bill County just because we beat them twice. Yeah, and you say we, now. let me make sure everybody understands. You mean American Christian Academy. That's your, that's your team. So you say ACA. When you say we, we're talking about ACA, right? Okay. I mean, I mean, so we state uh, tournaments anybody's game. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, we, uh, I think we got a good enough chance to get further than we have. Don't you, Gary? I feel good about it. Yeah, I think they ACA's got a good team. They've got a good team, and like you said, they've had success against against Bib this season. Um, so. Something to, you know, but like you said, it's playoff basketball. It's it's win or go home. And uh, if you're Bibb County, you're probably saying, well, heck, maybe the third time's the charm. But, yeah, I like I like ACA's team a lot. Oh, I do too, Gary. I mean, I feel good. About, uh, what I saw of it the last two or three games, they've been doing really well. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm with you, BT. Also, big weekend. Get my medicine. Uh, get, get my uh, I did. I got it. Appreciate that, BT. I always, I always appreciate you keeping me up to date with the high schools, but I know you're fired up about all the Alabama sports this weekend, too. And also, Gary, I want to ask you, that, that would be, the high school will be televised, right? The state championship games will be. <clears throat> yeah, the semifinals and the state championships games, once you get to Birmingham, they'll be televised. The regionals are not televised unless you get them on a stream. Uh, yeah, the Alabama Public Television will have the games once we get over to Legacy Arena. Sure will, BT. Hey, listen, got to run, buddy. Great phone okay, call. Later, okay? Always good to hear from you, Bill. Have a great day, okay, buddy? All right. BT doesn't play around either. When he's, when he's done, he hangs up that phone. I know he calls me <clears throat> at the TV station a lot, but always, always enjoy... Uh, visiting with uh, Rob Vaughn, I'll tell you that, or with uh, Bill Taylor. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about Rob Vaughn because, let's see here, I'm trying to get the podcast tenor to uh, to roll. But anyway, multitasking like crazy, but excited to kind of feeling, you know, be feeling better and, um, you know, making progress there and had a really good show today, had a great guest had two Alabama coaches, Jeff Spiegel, <clears throat> and then tomorrow the TGIF edition. Going to be trying to sew that up with uh, with Adam Amin, uh, with Brett Pritchard, and also possibly Ashley Johnston, the Alabama gymnastics coach. I haven't confirmed with her yet, but we'll have another great lineup tomorrow on that TGIF edition. You know that. So looking forward to, and let me check out, you know, I'm going to get with uh, Ashley Johnston today. And um, she's been coming on with us pretty regularly on Friday. 
Um, but they're at that um, quad meet next week out in Denton, Texas, the TWU quad meet. So no home meet or road meet this weekend. But next Monday, the 19th, Alabama Gymnastics will be at the TWU quad meet with UA, Texas Women's University, Arkansas, and Arizona. So we'll see if we can get Coach on tomorrow to preview that. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the show. This hour has been brought to you by Patterson Comer, Attorneys at Law. Catch me on TV tonight with local sports on WVUA 23. Then back here tomorrow for the Friday edition, the TGIF edition. Always fun. All that great weekend music. For Justin Jones, I'm Gary Harris. Thanks for listening. T-Town Sports Daily is coming up next. Have a great Thursday, everybody.